But imagine being a bus driver on a day like today. Uh, think about that. Oof. Uh, wouldn't be fun. Added pressure. And you know what? It, there's a lot of pressure in uh, our school bus system right now, too. Um, and with school back, full blast, the kids co- coming and going, as always. How is it going for you? Are your kids having trouble with, with busing? I know a lot are in the province of Alberta. Things always come up, right? Um, one of the issues that's plaguing, plaguing a lot of Albertans right now, though, is uh, just not having enough buses. It's really, really tough. Um, we're terribly short drivers in Alberta right now, apparently, like worse than we've ever been before. We're going to chat with Mark Critch, who is the president of the Alberta School Bus Contractors Association, to find out what's going on. Mark, uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here. Thanks. Uh, happy to be on. Uh, first of all, did you drive bus? Did you, were you a school bus driver before you got into this position? Not, not for many, many years. I'm just wondering, what's it like on a day like today? That first snowfall, it's got to be absolutely nerve wracking, right? It's a tough, tough day uh, in the north for sure, and uh, it, it is. Uh, it just makes the job that much tougher for sure. It's, yeah. uh, it's stressful, and, and a lot of our drivers are fairly new uh, at the job. So for for many of them, this will be their first taste of winter driving a school bus. Yikes! Yeah. So uh, good luck to them. Uh, stay safe. So give us the state of play in Alberta right now. I, I, I saw some media reports where you were saying you've never seen um, the. I guess the, the the pool of bus drivers as low as it is right now, right? Absolutely. This is this is the uh, the toughest year we've had, and and you know we've struggled with it off and on throughout the years, of course. But uh, this is by far, and it's it's been getting progressively worse since 2019, and this is this is the worst year for sure. So when you say it's the worst year, give us uh, break that down. What does that mean? Like how short are you? Uh, you know, the number's fluid, of course, because people come and people go, but hundreds, uh, you know, two, three hundred a day given uh, the day of the week and, and how it goes. I'm hearing as high as 28% short in some regions wow. of the province. You know, we try to stay on top of the numbers with our membership, but, um, you know, as I said, it's pretty fluid. So definitely hundreds. Um, and, and as I said, 28% the, the the number, the worst that I've seen in, in some areas of the province. Okay, if you're talking about a 28% shortage, that means I mean you don't you can't operate all the buses you want to. What happens? What 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 ha- when you've got a 28% shortage in drivers, what does that mean for the kids that rely on school buses? Well, it depends on the area. If you're in the city, typically we can double up, sometimes triple up. Another driver comes back, grabs another route and uh, and starts again type thing or we split and you know, some drivers pick up kids in areas that they usually don't pick them up in. So, you know, in the cities, in, in the urban areas, we can typically, hopefully, make do. Um, in the rural areas, that becomes a situation where the kids just aren't getting a bus to go uh, to go to school. Really? Hey, has that been happening? Do you, that's been going on in our province so far this school year? I mean, we're two months in now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It happens. It happens regularly. Boy, um... <sighs> And you say this is right across the province? This is happening in all areas? Yep, yep. right from south uh, south of Alberta right to the north. This is happening all over. The cities aren't immune. They're seeing it. You know, and we say we still get them to school, which we do in the cities. But, you know, I, I want to put this in terms of lost instructional time. If you've got 50 kids on each bus and you've got 100 late, late buses in the city and they're late by a half an hour because we're doubling up runs there, you know, you're, you're losing 1,500 instructional minutes on that bus Every bus. Per day. Per day. Per day. Per day. 
And that's happening right across the province, but in the cities it's happening for sure because, as I said, we're doubling up. We're, you know, we're pulling people out of the office and, and missing phone calls and, and radio emergencies because we're putting people in buses to drive that typically don't drive. It's, um, it's, it's a nightmare right now. Okay, so, so what's going on? This is just labor? You just don't have the drivers? Is that what it boils down to? Well, you know, it's all, like I said, it's been an ongoing problem. It's a tough job, and it doesn't pay near enough. And uh, it's a split shift, early morning and then late in the afternoon, and you go home midday. So those have always been issues we've had. But, you know, Alberta Transportation in 2019 brought in a program called MELT, Mandatory Entry-Level Training. And that really was uh, what exacerbated the problem, I'll say. It made it so much worse. Now it takes weeks and weeks to get a new driver on the road it's um tons of delays processing getting road tests uh you know this really was upheaval for our industry and the melt program we we need some help from alberta transportation they they recognize what they did to class one so they brought in a a grant called driving back to work grant and and really to supplement uh, people to go and, and take the course because it added so much time and cost to people to get the course they didn't do it for Class 2. We've been asking Alberta Transportation. We've been asking the minister to look at Class 2. We're in the same boat as Class 1. We can't get people to take the courses. We can't get them to leave home for, you know, weeks and get childcare and things for no money. And and we've get, it's fallen on deaf ears. Alberta Transportation has ignored us. And uh, so MELT has really been the the, uh, the nail in the coffin for us. It, it's, it's hurt us uh, substantially. Um, now, you had an opportunity to sort of work with a group that, you know, made a number of recommendations to the education minister a couple of years back on this to try and get a handle on the problem. Obviously, the MELT program is one of them. Are there other things yeah. that you think could be done that would maybe help you out of this situation? For sure. We looked at a bunch of things and we made recommendations. We asked about, uh, you know, how to... to boost driver pay to get get the pay up for drivers we've heard of areas in the province at 1650 an hour for a school bus driver a professional driver just not enough the average i'd say is not much more than 20 and uh, so we looked at things like that we looked at a province-wide benefit program for school bus drivers um, i know ontario brought in something called uh, drp driver retention program so the ontario government pays directly to school bus drivers that finish a semester $1,000 extra, $1,000 if you finish the second semester. Things like that, we've we've asked for uh, different things. And, uh, of course, like anything, it all comes with a cost, so it's mm-hmm. moving slowly, <laughs> if at all. But uh, we did we did make quite a few recommendations to try to make it easier, but um, it's uh, it's not coming fast enough. Has anything happened? Has anything? I mean, that was two years ago. Have any of those recommendations been implemented? Have you seen anything develop? Not a lot. Minor changes to the MELT program just to clean up some paperwork and, and things like that. But there's been very few changes that have uh, impacted us in a positive way. Um, it's you know the money. I was taking a look at it. And I mean, the, the the province spends. I mean. $300 million a year on student transportation. They dropped another $9 million into the budget. I know lots of times with government, it's, yeah, we spend the money, but the question is, okay, but how and where do you, is there a, right. pro- I mean, we're not, it can't be funding. They're spending the money, aren't they? Uh, the problem, and I give full credit to the current minister, the current government, uh, we did see increases um, two years in a row, which is unheard of in our industry. Uh, the problem was we were behind by decades. There were decades that went by where there was no funding, additional funding for school transportation. So as costs were going up and going up, there was 
just try your best to make it work. You know, you cut corners, yeah. you cut, you cut, and it falls on the back of drivers quite often. They're not getting pay increases. So what happened was we went decades without any increases, and then the current government minister said, okay, we need to do something, but the problem is you do a 5% increase and a 4.6% increase, that doesn't even cover inflation over the last couple of years. So it's great, and we appreciate it, but now what happened to the last 10 years where we had no increases? Yeah, so yeah. it's put a strain on the system, unfortunately, Shay, and, and that's that's where the issue came in. And, and again, give full credit to the current minister that brought the fuel funding subsidy back in because of the high fuel prices. Uh, we appreciate it. We really do. It's it's just it was um, it took so long to get there. Hey, I wanted to ask, OK, you said on average, let's call it 20 bucks an hour for a school bus driver. How many hours? I mean, they got the run in the morning and they got the run in the afternoon. Is that it or is it an eight hour day? I mean, if, you, if you're thinking maybe I want to be a school bus driver, what does that break down to? It typically for four to five hours a day. So the run in the morning, the run in the afternoon. Sometimes the runs go over a little or they're doing extra work. And, and on occasion, there's some charter work to take a kid, you know, kids group to swimming or whatever that looks mm-hmm. like. And so it could be up to six hours even in, in some areas. But uh, that's typically it. Okay. Uh, question on the text line, and, I, and I'm just wondering, and I don't know if you have the answer off your top of your head, but some people saying, you know what, we've got, where I live, we've got three different school divisions. We've got French, we've got Catholic, we've got public, and they all run their own buses. Has there been, is that one of the things that you talk to the minister about, hey, let's try and, you know, where we can amalgamate these routes, and instead of having 10 kids on three buses, have 30 kids on one bus? Yes, for sure. That's something that our task force uh, looked at as well in depth, and uh the minister was asking for information on that uh, before the task force even got going. And, and, and a very good question, a good point. Uh, my answer is we interviewed every school district in the province, and 90-plus uh, percent of them already do that. They have okay. uh, co-op, cooperative busing of some sort. They work together. You know, uh, I have a location here in Fort McMurray. We've been doing that for years. We have three different school boards on the same buses. So, uh, so that is being done, and and I'm glad you asked the question for our, you know, your listeners out there. It's uh, it's important for them to understand that, uh, you know, whether it's Alberta education or the contractors, the school districts, they are looking at every efficiency possible. Mark, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.